I'm here with Terry Mesmer. He is a category manager of Pack Beverage with Twice Daily out of Nashville with 91 stores. Uh, Terry, thanks for being with me this afternoon. My pleasure. So we're recording here at the uh, Cold Vault Forum in uh, Chicago, and I want to talk a little bit about the bifurcation that's happening in the packaged beverage industry right now, sort of where so many new entrants uh, and the consumer trends are booming driving retailer interest, but at the same time, tried and true brands hold the bulk of uh, the share of sales. So I'm talking about Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, et cetera, as, as the big McGillas, but sparkling water and other niche categories um, among the primary consumer trends that we're seeing. So I'm wondering, how do you deal with that when you're making space in your stores? Yeah, it's like um, when you talk to everybody, there's always a, you know health and wellness new items coming out into the marketplace. So you want to kind of be able to uh, have those in your store, but then you want to make sure that you're still having space for, like you said, the tried and true items, make sure you're getting them the days of supply. And I think there's a lot of entrants out there that could be a good fit, but I don't know if all the brands out there are ready to go in the convenience store because a lot of times they'll promise you a lot of things or think, but then if they get on the shelf, they don't, you know, they don't have a marketing plan or anything like that and just getting on the shelf and if you're not educating the consumer it becomes a real challenge versus you know it's an organic thing uh product on your shelf but what does it do for me what are the benefits so it's really when you're finding those items you really need to make sure that the company is really ready to be in c store and they've got a plan because other than that you'll start you're just starting to you know choose an item and then replace it with something else and and nowadays with uh, the coke and pepsi's trying to have somewhat better for you items you know hmm. that's another challenge like do you just go with the tried and true or do you do with something that you know you might see at a whole foods or something like that right can you think of an example of one of those trendier brands that you have brought in and has done well um yeah actually so this year we did a full um organic shelf so we did tried and true core organic but then i also brought in roar organic and then we did the uh the Yacha organic tea from Pepsi. So kind of the true brands, but then having something else out there. And then we actually uh, tagged it off as an organic shelf. So what I'm learning is it's doing well in certain markets, but uh, one of our uh, district managers sent me a note and asked me to pull the numbers for our Kentucky stores. And in Kentucky, they really aren't into organic. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like you want to like have all these products at all the stores, but in certain areas, those are just not really ready for, you know, they're, they're Mountain Dew Sundrop drinkers. So they're doing pretty well. Um, it could do be better. And this is one of those brands where the Roar Organic, you know, if they could, do, they started out kind of with a good marketing push and now it's kind of just sitting on the shelf. So it's like, you know, is that, brand going to stay around or, you know, move on to something else. Sure. Okay. Well, and similarly in beer and alcohol, um, Bud, Bud Light, Coors Light, those are still the lion's share of the category. But craft beer imports, they're really the trending uh, uh, elements of the category. How does that play out in your stores? Um, The dynamics of beer is changing and it changes pretty much every year. You know, there's a new hot thing, but what we're kind of seeing in our market, we were um, part of the big craft boom and we had you know 10 15 crafts in our area but now it's kind of the creams rising to the top and the ones that aren't really financially backed are kind of uh falling off the wayside so mm. kind of as big as it got it's kind of ex- it's coming down to you know your three or four really good local crafts and then from the imports and uh you know super premiums they're still doing well and it is it's kind of like the cooler over the past years, it's like it's creeping into, you know, you're doing more of the, you know, FMBs, the 
imports, super premiums. And as you see, the doors are moving and it's really, if you start looking at doors, the low budget end is the one that's really starting to uh, take a hit. Mm, okay. Um, well, also in that category, we're seeing hard seltzer really trend and we're expecting to see uh, entrance from Bud Light, from Corona in this area. Um, how's that segment playing in your stores? It's doing fabulous. I, I pulled the number and it's the, the growth of it is actually coming pretty much from the premium segment, but it's, you know, it's the growth has been phenomenal this year. And one of the jokes I use is my strategy this was year. I've had pretty colors. They got to get in the set and the dark <laughs> colors went out and it just goes to the, that's where the craft beers are falling off is it's thick beers. It's 90 degrees are really not resonating in the summertime. And now you're starting to see a lot of these craft beers try to get into the seltzers and stuff like that. And it might be too late. Hmm. It's just like going to be, so many seltzers i've heard a little stat that if you have like four or five different flavors that's you, your sales will increase but there's got to be that tipping point to have so many and it's going to kind of go back into the energy category where you have your you know top three and then everyone else is fighting for that little piece of the pie mm -hmm. but then do you put those in because you really are struggling to make sure you stay in stock that with that product is like you know one on the shelf you know three on the shelf isn't working for because it, it is it's basically flying off the shelf right now yeah yeah, that's good news, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, since you mentioned energy drinks, so as you said, you're the unicorn that doesn't have bang in your store. It's really made some waves in the yeah, past yeah. year or so. Um, why is that? Um, I looked at it as bang, and I love bang because they actually brought life to the energy category. Oh, yeah. In the past, it's been basically, oh, we have this uh, like lifestyle artist, or we do this, and we sample. It's totally brought a new subcategory to energy, the 300 milligram of caffeine high performance drink. So what I looked at is they're the number one. If I just bring them in, this subcategory that's going to grow over time, these other participants really might not have a chance to grow because it'd be just dominated by bang. So I'm seeing with the ones I brought in, we've had strategies from, you know, BOGOs, from social medias, from couponing, like where they're hungry to get some of the share from Bang versus if you just have Bang and, hmm. you know, they're happy with what they're doing. So my initial results are really good. So now I got to look back and if I do bring them in, what's my strategy bring them and do they disrupt my category? Because across the board, Bang's taking from, you know, the monsters and the rock stars. But in my case, they're really not. It's like I've almost brought some new entrance into the category. So it's really going to be interesting how it plays out next year. But I'm, I mean, I'm open. It's like it's not going away. So, yeah. you know, and then, but now there's going to be more. I mean, there's going to probably be two or three more, you know, from the ad shock. And then you've got the C then you got the two. And then you have the new um, play is not 300. It's the 200 healthy for you. So it's like mm. just like how does, a, you know, how does this subcategory is going to be very interesting next year? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, any other examples? What else is really working in the stores right now? Say uh, a lot of what we've been doing, just um, kind of like really trying to work with our partners and do a lot more of uh, geofencing, targeting, and a lot of things mm. behind the scenes that you wouldn't really see to drive people to stores. And I've got a couple companies that are doing it really well, and we're seeing the results from that. So it's kind of trying to get these companies to, you know, you're on the shelf, but how do you drive people to the store, build excitement around your brand and stuff like that. So uh, moving forward, uh, the companies that are doing that, they're going to have a really leg up. Talk about how that works. So that means they're they're seeing where the customer interested in their product lives and um, yeah, they can do it from a, niche marketing. Somebody, yes, yep, they can actually if somebody's uh, looking up and we're doing it one of our uh, uh, three hundred uh, energy drinks is if somebody's looking up 
you know, where a gym is or they're looking for shoes, they can actually hit them with that in your area. And then you, it bumps back. And the one we did was, uh, so it hits them on their phone and it's like come into the store and get a free, you know, free product. And it's got a coupon right on there. So it's been working really well. Interesting. Yeah. All right, great. Well, I appreciate you taking some time with us today. Um, and thanks for joining us on At Your Convenience. Uh, thank you.